Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. to a brand new edition of Embrace Debate here on the Keep Pounding Podcast Network, powered by the Fans First Sports Network. Uh, you can catch all previous episodes, audio versions on that network on all major podcast platforms. I'm your host, Desmond Johnson, joined by Cody Lashley from the Carolina Cat Chronicles and Monty Fetty from the Four Man Rush. Every week you can hear Panther-centric debate every uh, end of the week. Uh, I think we'll be on Thursday starting uh, after this week, but uh, we got a preseason game. Week one coming up here, Panthers and Jets. I'm not going to get into uh, – if you've been following me on Twitter, you know my situation. <laughs> I went down to Spartanburg last uh, yesterday, uh, tried to see the last practice. They got canceled due to severe weather. Uh, but shout-out to Monster Subs who hooked me up. Uh, probably one of the best subs I've ever had in my life, to be honest. Get the Kraken. And the secret, get the Kraken and get it hot. It's supposed to be a cold uh, sub, but I got it hot, and uh, they really hooked it up. Shout-out to, uh, to them. They're making me consider – driving two and a half hours to just to get a sandwich so <laughs> pretty pretty good uh monty cody in the house short episode today uh so we're gonna get right into it um i'm going to go ahead and pull up the first one if you guys want to comment on these topics you can do so uh in the facebook watch uh comment section or at youtube.com forward slash at tobacco road sports radio you can just comment there and uh we'll, we'll pick up your comments first question for you guys bigger acquisition this offseason Wide receiver Adam Thielen or or outside linebacker Justin Houston? That's kind of a layered question. Uh, which one of you guys want to take that on first? Go ahead, Mario. Big, oh uh, yeah. Uh, one, what's going on, fellas? Um, I it's it's hard to say which one is the biggest addition because we haven't seen Justin Houston play yet. So uh, you know we have we really haven't seen him take any snaps with the team. So um, I'm by default I'm gonna go with Adam Thielen, but I. I by the end of the year, I think Justin Houston has a potential to be the bigger, you know, the, have the bigger impact between the two. But again, I, I think that 
both are going to be good players for our, you know, I think both uh, bring a lot of, you know, experience, bring a lot of, uh, you know, that that developmental factor that we needed with the younger guys, they kind of bring that for our room there. So, um, you know, I'm excited to see what they both bring for that room. But I'm going to side with Adam Thielen just off the strength of we haven't seen Justin Houston play yet. Cody, what are your thoughts? Yeah, man, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say Justin Houston. So I love Adam Thielen, and I love what he has the potential to do for this offense. But I do feel like he's probably the third or fourth receiver right now. Whereas if you look at Justin Houston, not only did this man once upon a time have 22 sacks in the season and nine and a half sacks just last season, but this is also a veteran on this defensive line at a time when our best pass rusher, Brian Burns, is going to be playing 3-4 outside linebacker for the first time in his career. What a better mentor and veteran for Brian Burns to be around than Justin Houston right when Burns is making this pivotal transition in his career. You know, having that type of veteran leadership on our defense, I feel like we've all been worried about that for a while. We've wondered why we didn't draft a defensive end in the second round. That's what a lot of people thought that we were going to do. So I love Adam Thielen, but I really do feel like Justin Houston in this defense can really pay dividends. I can see it both ways. Uh, and that's why I kind of picked those two players in particular, because those two position groups were two position groups we were kind of looking at, like, oh, this might be the only holes left on this this roster, really. Uh, Houston, we needed somebody since Hassan Raddick left to to be on the yeah. other side of Burns. And I, I didn't realize Justin Houston had – He's had like 111 sacks in his career. Yeah, the dude's he, insane. He had a 22 sack season in 2014. Like the dude is a monster. So he had nine and a half last year, and he wasn't even playing a uh, full amount of snaps. So that could be something to keep an eye on with him and Burns on opposite ends there. Uh, and then of course Thielen. Uh, and there's questions coming up here in just a second. Uh, Thielen, I didn't realize how much of a mentor role he was going to have on his team. He's like kind of the elder statesman of the wide receiver room. Yeah. And yeah. I'll say this, Des. I mean, to your point, I don't disagree with anything that y'all are saying, but to Adam Thielen's point, I mean, Adam Thielen has thirty touchdowns over the last three three years. You know, yeah. so I, you know, so I feel like if we're if we're going to play just a production game, Adam Thielen is up there with Justin Houston. If we're talking about a touchdown game, because you know he's a he's a red zone weapon, and I feel like he, I don't want to say he's going to fit that that safety blanket role that Christian McCaffrey had, because I think that's that's putting a lot on Adam Thielen. But I think he's going to kind of be that safety blanket slot receiver that Bryce is going to depend on. And I think that can't be – we can't overstate that enough because that's huge. for That's going to be huge for Bryce Young. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think there's a wrong answer. I'm, I'm going to say Adam Thielen now, but by the end of the year, I'll probably be going Justin Houston. That's fair because, uh, again, like you, to your point, Monty, we haven't seen Justin Houston yet. I don't expect to see him on Saturday. Um, I mean, he just got to the team a couple of days ago. Like, I don't think he'll play week one. He might be out there for a couple of snaps. But then again – He's 34. He might not need to. Um, I don't expect to see Andy Dalton at all either. Um, there's really no reason to have him out there. Uh, I do know they did say Bryce was going to start. He'll play. I don't know how long. I wouldn't have him out the whole half. You don't think you really need that. But um, just enough, maybe a quarter, a couple of series. Let's see what's going on with it. Um, but we'll, uh, we'll 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 see what they do Saturday. CJ says Darren Gant this morning on WFNZ said Brian Burns was unblockable and all over Rodgers every other snap in the joint practice on Wednesday. I saw yeah. a little bit of that too. Um where yeah, Burns, him and Derrick Brown, dude, him and Derrick yeah. Brown. Not I think this year Brian Burns is going to be talked about as a top three pass rusher. I agree. In the Bro, NFL. I, I think the same for Derrick Brown. I think Derrick Brown is going to have. You know, I've I've been at half, almost half the uh, practices, bro. 
And every single practice, I leave saying, dude, Derek Brown is is eating the you know, our interior uh, of you know our pretty much the pass rush. He's eating the guards up like it's nothing. Now, mind you, I understand there uh, we do have backups blocking him, so you know that's kind of I'm gonna kind of give them that benefit of the doubt there. But dude, Derek Brown has been balling all camp, so I think him and Brian are gonna have a huge year this year, man. Man, if if Derek Brown could take that step from being just like a run stopper to like a an Aaron Donald type of disruption right. in the middle. Right. That's yeah, that's <laughs> that's something completely that's nasty work. Right yeah, that's there. just nasty. Um I wanted to ask what was your biggest takeaway? I assume by now, because I know both of you guys are Panther junkies. I assume by now you've both watched episode one of Camp Confidential that came out a couple nights ago. Uh what was your biggest takeaway from watching it? Because really it's kind of the Panthers uh hard knocks but they're controlling the narrative so to speak so you're seeing what they want you to see but you're getting a real inside look at like the coaching staff and like how some of these players are and how they're interacting and everything what was the big takeaway that you had from watching episode one cody man i mean how could you not love deuce staley anymore you know what i mean yeah. like the, 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 the dude's incredible i love that guy but um no you know i'm actually gonna say everyone has bought in like there's that part when Frank Rack is talking to the to the entire team, and I mean, my, my goodness, like you see how they're just they're laser focused in on on what he was saying, and he was talking about instead of one and zero, we're zero and zero. We haven't earned that one yet, and I, I love that, and especially when you juxtapose that based on what our team felt about Matt Rule last season, and like what I call the fake amount of buy-in, like. People being good, good human beings and good teammates, and not saying nothing. But to me, it feels genuine this year. It feels like they all believe that they have the potential to do something like really special this year. And the fact that they have the number one overall pick in Bryce Young, you know, coming to be the franchise savior, like that's what everyone's hoping. So, to me, it's the amount of buy-in that I noticed from the team. Two, two quick things. Yeah. Um... You know, the fact that Bryce was picked number one overall, this wasn't, it's becoming really clear that this wasn't a draft where it was like multiple guys that could go number one. Like, it feels right. like Bryce was going to be the number one pick after we've seen him now for the past couple of weeks, regardless of who had the number one pick. It was going to be Bryce Young, more than likely. Um, two, you just reminded me of Cam Newton's comments uh, when he was here for the second time and someone yeah. asked what team and he was kind of vague about it and he was saying, you can kind of you can kind of see that there there's some people that haven't bought in completely yet, and he kind of left it hanging there. And at the time, we were like, you know, what does that mean? It's just Cam talking Cam. But now, looking back on it, he was spot on. Like he knew yeah. exactly what he just didn't want to call out names or whatever. And just I'm just remembering that. I need to go back and find that press conference and listen to him again because he was pretty much laying out there that he, Rule had already lost like half the team at that point, yeah. and he was kind of saying it there. Uh, Monty, what was your takeaway from Camp Confidential? Yeah, a lot of the same thing what Cody said, man. Um, it seemed like just the the camaraderie was there. It seemed like that they were not only bought in, but you know, I feel like the the biggest thing I took away what uh, what it was when when Frank Reich said that he was kind of thinking of like kind of a catchphrase of what to say, and he kind of thought of it like you know we're we're not going to come up with a catchphrase this year. We're just going to go out there and prove it, and that's that was kind of the biggest thing that I've taken away, and that's kind of the atmosphere all camp that we've seen. You know, it's it's not. Not any catchphrases, not any cool, funny slogans this year. It's, man, we're, we're here to play ball and we're here to win. And that's kind of the biggest takeaway I've got from it, man. Um, and that, and just honestly, fellas, the way that the players have embraced Bryce, man, it's like you can tell 
from the time he's been here till now, dude, every all the players are not not only in love with uh, Bryce as a leader, but you know, I feel like we didn't get that, you know, that kind of support by, for, from the quarterback position when Sam Darnold was here, when Baker was here. And to your point, Des, Cam came straight out and said it. It's like, dude, guys have not bought in yet. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was the big and, – and we can even go a step further the year prior to when Teddy was here. And Teddy pretty much echoed a lot of the same things that, hey, man, guys, we, we're, we're out there playing on Sunday and we were doing things that we hadn't even practiced during, throughout the week. And I feel like those were the, those were kind of the biggest things that I took away from it. it was like when you listen to all these different players that have been here for a while, they all say, "Hey, we're learning and we're doing things that over the pr- last two or three years we just weren't doing." You know, we weren't <laughs> we weren't when when a quarterback comes out, say we weren't even practicing red zoning, and that that's concerning. For it's me. amazing, yeah, oh, dude, it is concerning for a quarterback to say we do we weren't even practicing red zone when that was. <laughs> <laughs> so we thought Teddy was lying. We thought Teddy was just trying to. Yeah, I didn't even believe his ass, man. Yeah, like, got really bro, mad at that me. That was the thing, bro. Everybody slandered Teddy, uh, Teddy Bridgewater for saying we that. Did. But then, well, when you look at the tape, it 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 looked like they didn't practice. Uh, yeah. It looked like they came out there Sunday and said, "Hey, well, if you get to the red zone." Just give the ball to Chris McCaffrey and see what. Yeah, yeah, I had to. I had to give Teddy a public apology over there. Over there, I did too, bro. Actually, two two weeks ago, Bleeding Panthers, Stu forced me to give him an apology. So I was like, "All right, let me go ahead and apologize to Teddy." (laughs) I was hard on him. I was hard on him bad. (laughs) I understood the Teddy slander, but it it kind of it got absurd. And I and now here we are, two three years later, we're like, "Hey, man, everything these guys were saying is a hundred percent true." Well, it seems so absurd at the time, like. Bro, what kind of professional <laughs> NFL team yeah. is not practicing red zone drills? Ours. Like it just seems <laughs> like, bro, he has to be lying. But it's sure enough, man, that man was telling the God's honest truth. But it's, it's crazy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. To the, the night and day difference, that was the takeaway I had from it was the structure. It didn't feel like we had structure. Like looking back on it, the, the three years that uh, Rule was here, it felt like it was Rule, and then he had like uh, minions <laughs> like underneath him, like handpicked guys that he knew Phil would Snow. do whatever. Yeah, Phil Snow and uh, guys Robbie like yeah, like do, his dudes, Temple dudes, Baylor dude. Like he was trying to build a college program at the NFL. Yeah, and watching Camp Confidential, I realized. The last couple of dudes, the only dude that really did it and did it well was Jimmy Johnson. And even then, he didn't try to build a college team. He just knew how to pick talent. <laughs> like, he knew yeah. being at Miami, he knew what talent was. So he was picking Miami guys, which at the time, I mean, you're talking late 80s, early 90s. That's who, that's who you're going to go get. <laughs> you're going to go get guys from Miami. So, I mean, that understood. But you look at, like, Steve Spurrier, uh, hell, Nick Saban, um, you know, guys that, 
tried to go to the pros and implement what they thought would be their system, but really it's just a college system in disguise. And now we're hearing players come out and say, you know, last year, year before, it kind of felt like college more than it did the pros where they're competing for positions against each other as opposed to being a team. But I, the, I, one of the things I took was the uh, Brian Burns and Bryce Young. They have this weird, like, friendship that's growing between yeah, the two I of them. Love it. Yeah, I, I see them all it. the time interacting with each other, goofing around. And, like, I love the fact that Burns took it upon himself, I think, to basically bring him in to the fold. And, like, he he's one of the Panthers now. Like, it's not like, like the older like, brother. Yeah, like, he's – they're really – I don't know. It's it's, it's genuine. It, it seems genuine yeah. when I see it. And uh, same thing with Bryce and his receivers. Like, you know, stuff like him having him out in Cali before this to work on routes and stuff like that. You didn't yeah. see Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold or any of those guys no. doing anything. No. Like that. They were worried about themselves. So I mean, uh, that that kind of thing. We'll, we'll you know we'll see Saturday. They take on the Jets. I think it's a four o'clock kickoff. Um, you should be able to see it on local television, if not on NFL Network. Up here uh, in North Carolina, usually it's on WFMY uh, News too, so you should be able to find that there. Speaking of which, uh, for the game Saturday, what's a storyline or player you're keeping an eye on this Saturday, Panthers versus Jets? Because there's a lot of different things going on: first string, second string, depth type stuff going on, scheme. Although it is preseason week one, I don't know how much scheme we're actually going to get. Uh, Money, what, what's the one thing you're going to look at Saturday watching this game, and are you going to it? Yeah, I'm not gonna be able to make the game. Uh, I was making a joke with uh shout out to my guy Dunk there. Uh, you know, I was making a joke with him. It's like I refuse to pay for uh preseason games. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no uh I, I'm gonna say two. I'm gonna give two um things I'm gonna look for, and it's gonna be our first two picks from this past uh draft. It is gonna be Bryce Young and Mingo, man. Um I wanna see, you know, I wanna see that connection. You know, it, you know, I, I wanna see what they look like when they're on the field together. And I'm probably going to lean me, uh, lean towards Mingo because we. I want to see what Mingo looks like, you know, with Bryce and then with without Bryce on on the field. You know, I want to see how he lines up against other corners. I want to see, you know, how he beats press. You know, if if they press him any, um, that's probably going to be the biggest thing for me. Uh, you know, after I w- I was kind of on the fence about Mingo uh, all throughout camp, and then this last um it was the last practice that I went to. Mingo went off, man, and um, I, I kind of see where the, the upside that people are referring to with Mingo, and that's kind of what I want to see here on Saturday. He doesn't have to have a – I'm not going to put a number on it, you know, what, what I'm expecting for him to produce, but, you know, I just want to see him look, you know, look, pretty, look, look confident. I want to see uh, how he looks, you know, uh, when, when pressures are put on him. That's all. Look, look like you know what you're doing. Look like exactly. you're Right, right. <laughs> look like you ain't just running around like, oh, I don't know what's going on. I – uh I just watched the Johnny Menzel uh, Untold last night on Netflix, and I did not realize this dude got all the way to the NFL without watching a single bit of film. <laughs> like, won the highest. Dude, what ever. a legend. I like that guy even more now than I, know, I ever did before. I was like, what in the world? How in the world did he do this? And they're dropping 70 on people at AM, and he yeah. did not watch a lick of yeah, film. Yeah, bro, he won a high. With no tape watch at all, he's football goat somewhere, dog. Bro, he's just hanging out with Justin Timberlake and LeBron yeah. James, like, Drake. bro, what in the just world? getting tore up the whole time, dog. If we're going to give an award for a person to take advantage, what's what's the thing? Uh, you know, guys that do nothing and get a grade A. <laughs> Yeah, bro, the legend. Johnny football. Johnny, Johnny football. football. I, I like was, him way more now. And I was sitting there watching. I was like, there's got to be a place for him to do something today. And I was like, well, he got drafted in 2014. It's been 10 years. I, he never watched film, so I don't even know what he'd be able to do. But, Cody, what's your uh, what's your takeaway Saturday, Panthers versus Jets? What's something you're going to be looking for? So my honorable mention is Brady Christensen. 
to see how he looks against the starters and Quinton Williams. I know a lot of people have doubts about Brady. They're already wanting to see Chandler Zavala there. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out with the guard position. But my actual answer is Matt Corral. I mean, from all the reports that we've gotten, you know, Matt Corral is going to be playing a majority of the snaps. I kind of doubt that we're even going to see Andy Dalton. And I love that, man. Like, give him an opportunity to play ball. You know, he's been third behind uh, Bryce and Andy, and he was behind Baker and Sam and PJ last year. Like, give Matt Corral a chance to play. Let him improve his stock. If somebody is willing to give you uh, a meaningful enough draft pick, maybe send him off to a better spot. But I'm also not opposed to keeping him as just having another young, talented quarterback on the roster. God forbid anything should happen to the two guys in front of him. So I think it's a really big opportunity for Matt, and I'm excited to see what he does. It. I'm hoping it doesn't make me look dumb, man. I've been pounding the Matt Corral drum for a long time, as 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 Monty knows. So. <laughs> He's I'm, get, I'm, I'm hoping that he can show out. He's going to get some snaps for sure. Um, he's going to probably play the bulk of the preseason, I would imagine. I thought I saw that Dalton's not going to play at all in the preseason, uh, and there's really no need for him to. He's kind yeah. of done this before. Bryce, I'd imagine yeah. he's going to play games one and two. They'll probably sit him game three. Um, right. For me, I think it's probably the running back uh, depth. Uh, I've got a lot of friends that went to App State. They've all been asking me about Cameron Peoples and what he's doing and how he is. Uh, Skyler Callahan from Sports Illustrated does believe in Panthers with me. He was out there every day during training camp. He uh, is very high on Raheem Blackshear. He said he didn't want to jinx it, but he was like, he could potentially be the home run hitter out of that group uh, that nobody's talking about. So I, I, I want to see them. Uh, and I think we'll see them in the preseason more so than uh, I think Miles Sanders has a, uh, a slight pull, growing pull or something like that. So I don't expect to see him Saturday. Um, that leaves everybody else Chuba, uh, Blackshear, Peoples. Um, there's a couple others I'm probably missing that are backup running backs, but I want to see them in action with the ones and the twos and just kind of see what they can do. Because from my understanding, we were running all over the Jets. Was, I mean, y'all were there, or you were there, Monty. I want to call you. Oh, Monty's at work. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, fellas. Yeah, I have one of my my employees come up and ask me a question. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You, you, hey, you got to do what you got to do, bro. <laughs> no, I was saying, I, I thought uh, I thought I'd heard that uh, the Panthers were running up and down on the Jets' defense. Uh, on Wednesday, is that was that correct? Because you were out there, weren't you? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, the offense looked uh, great against the Jets defense. Um, I, I'll be honest, Aaron Rodgers dotted us up. <laughs> now, when it came to 11 11, our ones versus their ones, I, the defense definitely dominated. But when on the opposite side of the field, when it was our twos versus their ones, Aaron Rodgers had his way. Um, but yeah, Bryce Young in that offense moved the ball up and down the field all practice it seemed like you know against that uh, they had the one Bryce had that one interception where and I posted it and you know you can make the argument that you know he, he, either the ball came a little late or the receiver could have made a you know a better play on the ball but outside of that one mistake Bryce was damn near perfect man and it honestly it make, makes me a lot more confident going into this preseason game because you know if, if that's what it's going to look like come Saturday Dude, Bryce is going to have a game, man. And now, mind you, it's, it's still early. It's still preseason. It's not you can't really judge much off of preseason. But yeah, man, I, I'm excited to see what it looks like Saturday. I would agree with that. And, and I know Monty's running short on time. He's got to get up out of here. Um, anything you want to uh, get out real quick, Monty, before you got to go? Uh, nah, man. Um, is it man? Practice was definitely the the. I went to I believe five practices out of the eleven. Definitely, Panther fans, we're, we're going to have a lot of things to be excited about. I'm actually going to upload my article from training camp earlier, um, later today. 
So, uh, so just be, uh, you know, expect that article from me here later today, man. But yeah, man, I, I'm excited to see what the what the future holds, man. I think we're gonna have a a very good season this this year, fellas. And and of course, we're gonna talk about it more as the season goes on, man. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Where's your article dropping, Monty? Yeah, is I'm I'm looking to drop it somewhere around lunch. Um, I, I gotta run in here and put out some more fires at work. But yeah, I, I'm looking. To, I, I already have it done. I'm just a little waiting to upload it to our, our website here, so it should be up. I, I'm willing to say by lunchtime. Right, what's the website though? Where can they find it? Oh, for I'm sorry, fourmanrush.com. It will be the fourmanrush.com. If you follow me on Twitter, my Twitter 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 handle here, just follow me on Twitter and like I said, you'll be able to see the link there. Dope. All right. Well, that's gonna we're gonna we're gonna cut it right there. Uh we'll be back with a a, a little bit of a longer episode next week after uh after this game get some analysis on preseason week one. Um and looking forward to week two. We'll have some more debate there. Pretty sure we'll be on Thursday mornings uh, around 10 30 live. Uh you can catch that youtube.com forward slash at tobacco road sports radio. Uh follow the keep pounding podcast network on Facebook and on Twitter at KP Pounding underscore FFSN. Uh also follow the fans first sports network. They have uh, podcast for all 32 NFL teams. That's fans first uh, underscore SN. Um, subscribe to Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel for more embraced debate. And of course, uh, again, follow Fans First Sports Network on Twitter at fans first underscore SN. That's it for us this morning. For Cody and for Monty, I'm Daz. We will see you next week with more embraced debate.